in three, two. Hey, everybody. It is past the middle of the week, and you are crazy jonesing for just the right amount of sports talk for the middle of your week. Everybody, this is Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. Thursday edition. <laughs> That's right. That is our first ever Thursday edition. And uh, my apologies to everybody who likes to listen to us on Wednesday. Hundreds of thousands of you are like, where is the podcast? And uh, we had a, a technical glitch last night. So we recorded the coach and we recorded the maestro. Uh, but we didn't record me. And I actually listened to it with just those two to see if it would work. But, you know, I'm the guy that sets up the questions. So it was really <laughs> I, odd. I was going to say it's, it had to be very odd. Yeah. So apologies on that. But uh, thank you, uh, Coach and Maestro, for coming back and doing a redo. We'll have this out Thursday morning. And, you know, it's nice to set a precedent that Sports Wednesday can sometimes have a Thursday edition. Oh, absolutely. We can grind through it. It, it nice. still is Wednesday. That's right. Technically, it is if I get it up before midnight. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, excellent. That was our first That's What She Said joke in the entire show. Nice work. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, you can follow Sports Wednesday on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. We're also on TuneIn. And the reason why I like TuneIn is because if you have an Amazon Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play the podcast Sports Wednesday, and she will go and fetch the latest episode for you. Yes! All right. So I guess there's a, there was a football game this past weekend. I heard a little bit about it. Yeah, that's right. So I know a lot of people probably talked, talked it out, but let's do a very quick recap of the game. Uh, Coach, you want to give us your take on uh, why the Patriots, whom you had picked to win by seven, did not, in fact, win by seven? Yeah, uh, that was unfortunate. I, it really boils down to two things. No defense on either side. Um, I mean, Eagles played a little bit more defense than uh, the Patriots. And really one horrible mistake, the uh, the strip sack that they had on him that took away uh, the uh, opportunity for Brady to do what Brady does. And... Uh, <laughs> And the Eagles played a great game. Nick Foles stepped up and played great. It was it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, you definitely got the sense that whoever had the ball last was going to win that yes, game. Yes, it definitely uh, felt that way. It was like the Cavs were playing defense. Ooh. 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 No, they played a little and, more defense than that. I just want to point out that joke killed last night. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I, yeah, and I would say Philadelphia's defense in the first half, they were getting good good push off the line. They weren't sacking Brady, but they were definitely knocking him down and roughing it up. Uh, in, the, in the second half, they were getting a little gassed, and, and Brady did what Brady does and was able to move the Patriots at will until, uh, until he got stripped. And just think about that game. That guy just, he, you know, he's being blocked away from Brady, and he just reaches out and gets it with, with this hand and the ball bounces Philadelphia's way. And that's, that's the whole game right there. Which, which I thought about this last night after we talked about it, ironically, when um, the Patriots won the Super Bowl for the first time, Brady, when he came back in, when they were playing the Raiders, do you remember the, uh, the, the sack where he, they fumbled the ball and the, they thought it was a fumble, but they went to the replay. It was in the snow. That's right. Yeah. And it's ironic that their Super Bowl ended on that, where his first one, kept going because of they reversed the call and said it was no fumble. 
Yeah, that was the AFC Championship game against the Raiders. Yeah, and I think it, they said it, he was in the act of throwing. Throwing, yeah. This one, there was no doubt. That's right. And then they went on. They were big underdogs to the Rams, and they won that game. Correct. That that long drive in the fourth quarter that the Eagles had, I think, was really key too. They ate up a lot of clock. Yeah, and yeah, actually, both halves that they were putting together nice long drives. They're pretty patient with their play calling. Uh, the Philly special, I thought, was fantastic. Oh, that was fun. And not, not a lot of uh, penalties really in the whole game. There was those those two uh, official reviews, which I think uh, uh, Patriots fans are probably still fired up about. But I think one was was definitely not even worth reviewing. But the first one, I think, uh, is questionable. That was questionable. I mean, that could have gone either way. Do you think there was enough to overturn that call? I do. I think in a regular game, they would have overturned that. I mean, yeah. his foot was... That's funny you're going to say that. Yeah. I think if that was game six, if this is what you're saying, Maestro, I think it was game six regular season. I bet you they overturn it. Well, the second one, for sure, he took two steps and a dive. He was clearly a runner at that point. And, yeah. You know, Godspeed to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth for trying to build some I drama, know. but I think oh. we all knew that was going to stand. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that so, was no chance. So, and I know I said this last night, but I, I still think, you know, even, even with just a minute left, no timeouts, Brady getting New England down the field to put them in position yeah. for a Hail Mary was, was a heck of an accomplishment. It was certainly, if I was Doug Peterson, I'd be awfully nervous watching that drive. Oh, big time. Yeah, because yeah. You, you almost felt like it still could happen. And then there was a there was a pretty blatant block by the defender on one of the Patriots receivers on that hail mary. And oh, it seems like that's what Philadelphia way or what, what Pats fans are really upset about. As I look online, they're they're super super oh, angry that they call. Gronk. I know it was the end of the game, but what they did to Gronk on that play, I mean, <laughs> that was so bad. But it, that's what happens on that last play. It's almost an unwritten rule. Yeah, that's true. They don't really call pass interference when it's a scrum in the end zone. No. You know? Scrum. I like so, it. Yeah, our first what, scrum reference. Yeah. That's it. Maestro, do you want to tell us how clutch the kickers were? I do. <laughs> hey. Love them kickers. Hey, you know, you know I can I can I can kick a forty yarder. I know you can. Did you just say that out loud? He did. Yeah, I can kick it okay, I want, I, I want to see it. Yeah. All right, that gauntlet's been dropped. Maybe I'll go double or nothing on that six-pack I owe you. Ooh. Ooh. 12 put your, money where your, right. fo- put your beer where your foot is. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to wrap up by 10.30 for me to drive over there, and we'll have to break into the stadium. <laughs> and, then, and then get the broom to push off the yeah. – <laughs> Push a little snow off. We're doing this tonight. I can't. No, I think I, I I have actually seen Maestro kick uh, at least a thirty-five yarder the last time we went and kicked thirty-five, forty yards. It's a big difference. I'm stronger now. I'm on the I'm on the Tom Brady diet. I don't eat tomatoes. Oh, I'm, uh, nice. I'm real into it. Yeah. No, but I, I will say Jake Elliott. I mean, he did he did uh, shank that uh, extra point in the first half, but I mean, he had a clutch kick there at the end. You know, a rookie kicker. Come on. Yeah, that was all good, especially because. Especially because Philadelphia was getting all the way down and not scoring touchdowns. And I think in the first half, if you're watching that, you're like, this is not going to work out. Right. I thought that was going to be their demise. But, you know, obviously they figured that out. So, okay. So we have that to look forward to. uh, Maestro kicking a 40-yarder. I think we'll – maybe we'll live stream it. Oh, (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. It's a – 
It is a little known fact that uh, the coach made a bet with me in 2001 that oh. when he's 80 years old, he can kick an extra point. <laughs> so we wrote it up. <laughs> yes, we did. It, so we're all looking forward to that. We're a lot closer to 80 now. We, we are. We are closer to 80. Nice. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I have, was pulling for them. I'd like to see their fan base get a win. I certainly enjoyed watching them destroy their own city. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew that was going to happen. Right? No amount no amount of don't do this is going to no, stop and, it. And, and even when they know that, you, you would think the fan base would be like, okay, we can't do this. They're like, no, let's double down and make it worse than what they think it really is going to be. <laughs> So, okay, let's uh, let's move on to the halftime show, Maestro. You want to give us your take on uh, JT's performance? Yeah, you know I. <laughs> oh, do I need? Do I need some music? <laughs> no, I was humming it. Yeah, uh, no, I uh, I enjoyed it actually. You know, J- JT gets a lot of grief from the the hardcore folks, but I mean that dude is a performer. Uh, he you can tell he's he's unfazed by the 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 fans, the the moment. Um, I hated his outfit, but I, I think. I think overall he did pretty well. Um, a lot of dancing. I mean, that was a choreographed thing from from top to bottom. But uh, yeah, and what did you think of uh, the pr- prince's appearance? I liked it. Um, you know, I, I I think I liked Prince's performance in the Super Bowl better. But uh, I think you're in Minneapolis. You got You got to praise the praise the the local legend. But um, and I know I know he's gotten some grief about that too. But I, I don't know why. I think like really, really strong Prince fans are giving him grief, but people like me who I like Prince a lot and I miss him. Uh, I, I was really glad to see it. I thought they did. Yeah, it cool I thought it was way. tasteful. I mean, you can't have a Super Bowl this close to his death in Minnesota and not have something like that. I'm sorry, Prince fans, but that had to happen. I know. And of course, uh, Mary Tyler Moore shafted again. I thought she was going to show up on the field and throw her Tam into the air. (laughs) (laughs) They never let me play in these things. (laughs) I would have enjoyed that thoroughly. I I could tell you that right now. I would have enjoyed that. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think JT's performance ranks high on anybody's list, but it was, it was, it was pedestrian. It was good. He, he delivered. No, it he's good. definitely a performer. Uh, his music sounds the same to me. Like I know I said that about Asia earlier this week, but <laughs> I think it's a you problem. But yeah, go ahead. It, it could be. I'm not a very sophisticated listener, that's for sure. But I do think his his um, outfit Hake was because he he has that camping song on his latest album, and he's trying to like manly yeah. man himself up. He's going to regret it someday. Maybe that's not going. Yeah. Maybe that's not going to age well. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really cool when they turned downtown uh, purple, but of course now it's Thursday after the game. We know that that was in fact done in post. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. But I actually said out loud when they did that, that's cool. Oh. So there, there you have it. Uh, Prince's halftime performance was 2007, I think, if you want to go and look that up on YouTube. And again, I'm going to recommend that you look at the 1992 Super Bowl halftime show which was the last totally wacko one that Disney produced called The Magic of Winter <laughs> with Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. That's it is required viewing if you are a fan of Super Bowl. The winter oh, is man. gonna get you. The winter is gonna <laughs> get you. <laughs> that was nice. I didn't think you could get up there. Sorry. I don't know. Where no, don't you? be sorry. Be be proud. Well, 
Let's move on to commercials. Uh, Coach, how about you? What was your favorite commercial? Uh, I enjoyed them, but I think the one uh, that filled my uh, my belly laugh requirement was the Pringles one. I love the Pringles with Bill Hader. Um, the whole thing about who asked you, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, so simple, but uh, I laughed the hardest on that one. The Tide ones are good, but the Pringles one sets it did, sets well for, in my uh, demographic. <laughs> do you do you stack them? No, but I'm going to. I I think that's brilliant. I've never seen that before. I never thought about that before. It's so simple. Stacking flavors. You have a a snack and an activity. I can't wait. See, it brings so much to me. A snacktivity. There does seem consensus that commercials were kind of down this year, and I I tend to agree with that. Everybody seemed to play it safe. Dodge, uh, really, that... Doing the Martin Luther King speech is getting a lot of flack for that. I kind of agree with that. Um, I liked I liked the Eli Manning Odell Beckham commercial, and I like the Taco Bell commercials. Uh, but again, I really love that Jeep manifesto where it was just the single shot of the Jeep driving across the river and up those rocks. That one played right in your wheelhouse. Are you going to get a Jeep again someday, Pete? I hope so. It's on my to-do list. I would still have my old one if my wife hadn't crashed it and said it needs seatbelts. <laughs> seatbelts. Seatbelt are for the week. How about you, Maestro? What did you like in the commercial sphere? You know, I have to agree with you guys. I don't think there was like a, a clear winner. I mean, I know the, uh, the um, oh crap, the, the Amazon one was a, was a big hit. Um, and, you know, I think the Tide commercials were a big hit too. And I, I'm a sucker for those only because um, – Anytime you get a, a <laughs> I don't know, my sense of humor when he was playing tennis with the old ladies, I thought that was yeah. fucking hilarious. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, definitely uh, last year's Super Bowl, a lot of social messages. And this year, it's, it was almost a reaction to that to swing the other way. Yeah, except for the Martin Luther King one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in that speech, if you read his entire speech, he actually criticizes the automotive industry <laughs> See for their exploitation of workers. That, someone's going to have to answer to that. Like, did anybody listen to the whole speech? <laughs> Apparently, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> you just do or say whatever you yes. want. I, I am so. looking forward to that uh, Crocodile Dundee movie that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, everybody said that. Everybody was like, I would watch that movie. I was like, okay. Okay. That was a fun one. You guys know I'm not a rich man because I don't have a nickel for every time people ask me how to combine a basketball experience with a backgammon experience in one board game. But now, maybe someday (laughs) they can because of the game Hoopsters. Coach, can people buy Hoopsters today? You know, they can't yet because it's not yet available. That's right. The coach and I invented the backgammon basketball hybrid in 2003. And uh, in every Sports Wednesday, we record our progress in trying to get some sets built and out to market. Uh, real real progress uh, week. this week, coach. I'd say even more today than we had last oh, week. Oh, big week. The, uh, the drill thingy that I was waiting for came yesterday. I put it together this morning. It works. Seems really simple to use, but I've said that before. Um, and we're... We're going to make the board. We're going to finish the board, right? That's right. We're going to finish the board, and then uh, hopefully Friday we're going to be taking it down for some play testing at a board game makers meetup, of all things, here in Columbus. 
When's that? Uh, Friday. Now we know you know yes. about this maestro. <laughs> Did, is there a plant? I didn't hear about that. <sighs> you know, just stay out of the commercials. I'm just kidding. But we did make progress. Uh, Coach is talking about a drill guide. So I know we've been thinking about using a drill press uh, to drill out the cups we need for the marbles to sit in. But we're going to try this drill guide, which I think will actually let us do it I think so, too. Excited to try that. Okay, so that's Hoopsters. Uh, Be sure to go to hoopsters.store and drop in your email so you can receive lots of updates as we get this thing ready for launch. We're rolling along. Do we have a little Act 2 transition music? Awesome. You know, if nothing if nothing else, I'm glad you're on the podcast just because it makes you play your guitar once a week. Wow, we are, we are helping people. We are. It's about the journey. <laughs> All right, we're talking Winter Olympics, which start uh, tonight. tomorrow. Tonight. tonight. Yes. Oh, I know. I did not I watch. Tonight was the opening no, ceremony. No, hoping so. no. Tonight, tonight was the games that start before the opening Correct. ceremony. Okay, and I, I suspect we'll hear more about that <laughs> later in final thoughts. You just might. All right. So for this act, uh, it's a pick three: your favorite event to watch on TV, your favorite event to watch in person, and if you were somehow an athlete, what event would you participate in? And it is okay to pick different events from what you picked in last night's lost episode. Ooh, Ooh. I'm. So uh, go ahead, I'm going to stay true to what I said because they still work. The favorite event to watch on TV, bar none, fairly new event, um, is the snowboard cross because it's just it's quick, it's fast. They run them in heats. There's there's a chance for a complete blowout, but I the skill that takes to fly down on that snowboard at that speed is incredible. Um, in traffic. Um, a close second, like would be the hockey just because international hockey is so much better than the NHL. Um, the favorite event to watch in person, my feeling would be curling only because it seems like a great <laughs> event to go drink at and it's inside, which we're, you've had, you've had 24 hours to think about this and it's still, it curling. still is. I got it. You know why I'm upset is tonight curling started and I didn't have a chance to watch it. Are you allowed to drink at the Olympics? Like when you're watching events? Sure. Yeah, that's a good I, question. I, I, I would imagine, imagine you can. I imagine. Or they would not be attended at all. Come on. Actually, I can tell you, uh, as I said last time, my friend who went, who won a bar contest and flew to Salt Lake to watch the luge was drinking Bud Light while he was on the side of that yes. mountain. See, freezing, freezing. So might as well drink inside than outside. That's yeah. right. Okay. And then the event I would want to be in would be the, the snowboard half pipe. That just seems something yes. I couldn't do, but I would love to do. Coach is a skater. I think those skills are transferable. You just got to do I gotta, it, Coach. I got to send it. That's right. 2022. <laughs> it's all about Coach. I will say uh, the snowboard, the sn- it's snowboard cross, yes. is that what it's called? I had something really interesting I wanted to say about, oh, I think it would be better if throwing elbows was oh, legal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see them right before the big jump, one elbow? Oh. Yeah, the crashes would be epic. So. All right, Maestro, what's your pick three? Uh, so my pick three, I don't think I'm going to waver from last night either. I think I'm going to stick with the ones I had. 
to watch. It's a toss up. I, I love the uh, the short track speed skating. I think that's uh, super fun to watch. That is fun. But I also I also love the snowboarding. I think uh, mainly because you know my 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 youngest son loves snowboarding, so we watch that together, and that's 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 a lot of fun. And it's it's American dominated, or at least it has been. I know it's it's gotten bigger and bigger in uh, popularity. Um, in person, I have no interest in going to the Olympics, so uh, I just rather watch on my couch. So I don't even want to be there. <laughs> wow. That, okay. I don't, well, that's okay. I don't want to be cold. We all have. Goals. I don't want to be cold unless I'm You're doing a, unless I'm doing a sport. In which case, I'd be doing the luge. Luge. I gotta, I gotta imagine if you're like a sports fan who goes to the Olympics, you're totally loaded with you money. You have to be, yeah. You know, so, so maybe, maybe you don't even have to work. So going to the Olympics is something you can do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a privilege thing to go to. It is a privilege. So okay, well, we're gonna uh, collect some long-term locks. This is where we're gonna pick an event that you're sure the USA will get gold in. I'm picking Chloe Kim. Snowboarding, <laughs> getting that pick out there before coach goes. Uh, she's 17 years old. Uh, people thought she would have won gold last Olympics, but she was 13 and not allowed to compete. So uh, Chloe Kim snowboarding okay. is my lock for you. All right. And I, uh, I'm going to take men's figure skating. Nathan Chen, I believe, is the top figure skater. Maybe you could help me out on that one, Maestro. I'm sure you know. Um, he seems to be a lock for gold. Men's figure skating yeah well we are a lot familiar with that (laughs) (laughs) i'm disappointed wow this really went a different direction than it did last (laughs) i don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) what's your long-term lock there my Uh, mine is uh women's slalom skiing uh, I think Michaela Schifrin is probably the hottest skier of the last five or six years. So I think she's she's a lock. Uh, she will dominate every slalom event this year. I do I do love watching that. That is slalom. fun. I mean I, I I mean the super G when they're just going all out. I certainly get it. That's it's almost like an exercise in how long you can hold your squat. But the slalom they really have to they really got to be in control making these turns and stuff. So. I like it. I like it. I like it. Those are good picks. And uh, ski jumping too. I like oh, watching ski that's jumping. That's a blast. So, so I'll put those long term laps up on the website, um, and we'll see in probably about two weeks how we did on Excellent. those. You know, a lot of people ask me what's the connection between a basketball backgammon themed board game and a Chicago White Sox lapel pin. Well, <laughs> that the connection is obvious for many. <laughs> We promised in our last episode that our first subscriber at hoopsters.store to the newsletter, which will keep you up to date on the progress of hoopsters, would get a Chicago White Sox lapel pin, which I happen to have. And uh, Coach immediately signed up, and I'm sorry to to inform him that he was second. So I have gotten the White Sox lapel pin to our first sign up, and I think I'm going to have a picture of it on a lapel to tweet out this week. Really? Oh. Yeah. I can't believe I was second. I'm so just. Dis- I'm so excited yeah. that there was someone else that won, but yet part of my heart really wants that lapel pin. Sure. Yeah, it was a work colleague. So fantastic. It's not like I I was organized enough to get an address and mail it out. I just walked <laughs> it over to his cubicle. But if you're listening, Wiener, we certainly appreciate you. I appreciate you. 
I'm All jealous. Right. Let's move on to Act Three. Do we got some music? Oh, hold on. All right. Oh my God. What do I got? <laughs> All, right. All right. Nice work by the maestro there. Thanks so much. All right. It was the same one. So I know, but it's still good. Lock. Lock. Our official locks of the week. Now, Coach, I think you're one in five in locks after the Patriots lost. Last night, <laughs> you picked Villanova to beat St. John's, and I said, hey, St. John's is good this year. And you said, there's no way they're going to win. And what happened? Nova lost by four, 79 to 75. I, I am just poison. I'm poison. You are the kiss of death. Absolutely. But you get new life because of that recording snafu. So you get to make a new well, pick. Well, I'm going to stick with my other pick that I was uh, thinking about that I'm going to go with. It's a chance. It goes against any thought that it's a solid lock, but I have to go against something. I'm going to pick the Wolf Pack, NC State at home in Raleigh, beating the Powder Blue of UNC. It's going to happen. Yeah. You. UNC's, uh, I think they're number 22 in the nation. They're having an okay year, but certainly not the dominating. No, they're up and down. And, and I believe uh, NC State's already beaten Duke this year. So they're going for the double-double. How about you, Maestro? What's your lock of the uh, week? My lock of the week is the canvas. Canvas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long Say time. that again. Kansas. Kansas. Over Baylor. Oh. It's a good pick. Kansas, number 10 in the nation. Baylor has about 13 wins. It's not a great year for him, but it's not a terrible. Bad uniforms, too. Ugly (laughs) uniforms. Hey, I'm I'm going to let Longley uh, double down. I'm going to take North Carolina to square that fixer bet. Oh, really? Yeah. This just got very interesting. It's a trap. So, Longley, are you going to take that? This is a double down. So I went from a sixer of Bud Lime to now I got to give him a twelve. Uh, I mean, unless unless NC State uh, wins, no, I'm I'm only making this just to make it sound like I'm thinking about it. I already made my decision. Oh, oh yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. And that's how you get in Dutch with someone, that's folks. Right. And then we'll round it up to a case when I kick that fifty yarder. Oh, I fifth. Oh, it's fifty now. I love it. Fifty. Love it. Oh my man, God. this has gotten so good, so good. I think the maestro has just been drinking nonstop since we concluded last night's episode. Went from 40 to 50, and that turned quickly. All right, I'm in. What if we had to do this? What if we had to do this every single night? (laughs) I'm in. A lot of trivia. Yes. All right, I'm I'm sticking with number five, Xavier, over Creighton. Creighton, uh, 17-win team. It's at Creighton, and they're undefeated at home. You think? I, I thought a lot about doing Kansas State over Texas Tech, oh. but I felt like a homer since I went to Kansas State, and I always get in trouble when I, when I make those home Creighton, picks. Creighton is undefeated at home. That's a tough, that's a yeah. tough, tough lock there. All right. I like it. Uh, it occurs to me we haven't explained to people we're talking about men's college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody could be, is this hockey? <laughs> Who's this canvas team he's talking about? <laughs> canvas. Okay. Well, fellas, I don't know if you know this or not, but pitchers and catchers report in a a short number of days. And so 
for trivia, we have baseball pitcher or baseball catcher trivia. Uh, if you're using last night's question, it's more of a let's share this interesting thing we've learned. If you have a new question, we'll certainly guess. Who wants to go first? Um, go first. Okay, go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my trivia question from last night, even though I love last night's, but I mean, you guys know it now, right? I know. I want something yeah. different. If you want to tell us what last night's was. So last night's trivia question was, uh, how many catchers have won the MVP in the last 50 years? Um, Longley actually picked correctly. He picked five. Um, I, Pete, I don't know even what you Did you say three? I, th- I said three. three, yeah. And the, the correct answer was five, but it was kind of a trick answer because it's really only four four dudes but um johnny bench won it twice that's yeah. right and, and i will say when i picked three none of the three i thought won it had won it yeah i know the guys you'd think would have won it didn't like well except for johnny bench of course but right so all right so my, my okay. new trivia question and this this longley might get this one too because he's he's such a fan of uh of baseball but i'm gonna let you guys within five let's, whoever gets closest how many strikeouts did Tim Wakefield have in his career? Strikeouts. I'm going to say he probably played almost 18 years. I'm going to say he had 1975. He was a knuckleballer. That really extended his career. Mm-hmm. What I like about Wakefield's story is he was like a first baseman and then he learned to throw a knuckleball. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's still hope for us. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go a little lower there. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, 1600. Matt is closest. It was uh, 2150, actually 2156. Oh. And he played, he played, uh, I want to say 18 seasons. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was. He started, started with the Pirates, but then he's he had seventeen years with the with the Red Sox. Yeah, That's unbelievable. That's the way to do it, kids. That is the Knuckle way to ball. do it. Longevity. That's right. All right, Coach. How about you? Let's move on to trivia with you. What was last night's question? Are you reusing it? Um, last night's question was: There are eighteen over nineteen thousand players, two hundred twenty-six. Um, players have made the Hall of Fame. So over almost 19,000 players have played, 226 have made the Hall. How many? I asked how many uh, were pitchers, and it was 79. And, and then we went for the low end, and it was catchers, which was 18. What I am going to ask is simply, who has the most career losses as a pitcher? Hmm. which means he had to be good enough to stick around (laughs) it might be tim wakefield (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna guess eddie joss eddie joss uh you would be incorrect the leader of all-time losses is actually the leader for most wins it's cy young he really? lost 316. Nice. I had a feeling it was the yeah. whole time. He lost yeah. 316 games. The leader right now uh, that's still pitching is uh, Bartolo Colon, and he's 82nd in all time with losses. He actually has lost 176 games. Wow. 
He just resigned somewhere. I I just read that. Yeah. Wait, well, Wakefield lost one eighty. One eighty. His his win loss was two hundred uh, wins, one hundred and eighty losses. Wow. You know, if Cy Young and Ty, if Cy Young and Ty Cobb had a podcast, they'd call it Cy and Ty <laughs> on sports. <laughs> I'd totally listen to that. I know that's what I'm here for, Brandy. That's very good. Okay. Well, my question last night. I, uh, the fastest pitch that Major League Baseball acknowledges was 105.1 miles per hour by Aroldis Chapman again for the Cincinnati Reds in uh, 2010. But there are two pitches believed to be faster. And uh, Coach actually guessed correctly, Nolan Ryan threw one of them. Uh, his was 108.1 miles per hour, and it was measured with laser radar, which is why it's not official. And then Bob Fowler threw one 107.6 miles per hour, uh, and his was measured with a chronometer. So I guess how you measure it determines what they consider official. Uh, then we uh, all speculated on how fast yes, we could we throw did. a pitch. I want, I, I'm trying to remember what Mr. 50-yard field goals think <laughs> for throwing a pitch. Well, now it's going to be 115, 110. but yeah. Is, is that the equivalent of a 50-yard field goal? <laughs> hundred is I'd say a hundred wouldn't you yeah or 97 I'd say 90s you, you're tickling you're in the 90s you have to be yeah wow high 90s okay. so how fast do you think you can throw one I, I, I a fastball I would say throwing my arm out I, I might be able to get it to 60 62 62 nice coach how about you I think it properly warmed up with a running start, maybe I can hit 70. Uh, maybe. A running start? Yeah. <laughs> There's no running starts in baseball. <laughs> Haven't you seen Trevor Bauer? He threw 115. He had a running start. I think it's fair. No, straight, okay, from a mound, throwing hard, 67. Is that true about Trevor Bauer? Yeah. Look it up. It's insane. Is that it's like a YouTube clip or something. Yeah, he throws it. The, the pitchers do it. It's called power pitching. It's it's a way to strengthen your arm. So they they finish their workout and they throw it into a net, and it was clocked at one fifteen. Wow, ridiculous! That could kill a man. Well, I I think those are both good guesses. I am pretty solid that I will show. I will throw fifty four or fifty five. I've thrown that at the speed pitch at the Clippers Stadium every year for the past four or five years. Uh, it's pretty. I'm really consistent. I just can't seem to break it. But I look at 55 as halfway to a big league career. <laughs> Which is where all of us are. That's right. So, I think we should, I think we should right, well, have the Hake Longley Olympics. It sounds like it's shaping I up. Do. I do. I think the, the first warm day, we're going out there, we're kicking field goals. We're throwing fastballs. We're playing tennis. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. I can't wait. I, I feel like in about three weeks, Longley's going to owe you like 18 cases of beer. I'm going to owe you a beer truck. I think <laughs> I think we're going to have some torn Achilles tendons. Uh, oh. Just torn tendons. Hospital visits. General. Yes. But let's move on to final thoughts. Do we have some music to ease us in? Sure. Ooh. Aggressive. I'm very aggressive. Coach, what are your final thoughts for the night? Oh, mine 
uh, has not changed. My is basically about the Olympics, which tonight has proven why I thought it was so stupid. Uh, there are actually events going off tonight and tomorrow, um, which is fine if the um, opening ceremonies weren't on Friday. So essentially, they're going to have people walking in the Olympics that have already competed and they're finished with the Olympics. Their Olympics are done, but they're walking through the opening ceremonies. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's what I would classify as just really dumb and unnecessary. <laughs> just, I, I don't get I it. I am so surprised by your take. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I took you. It was shocking. Yeah. And I know that we'd like to speculate, like if we were athletes, that would totally be me. If, you know, I, if I ever got to that level, I would lose before the Olympics started and I'd be all down and I, w- I wouldn't even have my phone out at the opening. You'd be the one that the camera would focus on like, why is that guy so upset? He's barely waving to the fans. <laughs> yeah. Let's hurry this along. Yes. All right, Maestro, final thoughts. I've got a couple final thoughts. Uh, the first being, and, and you know, I'm a fair weather Cavs fan, but I am really worried about them. I think, uh, I think this is a downward spiral. I don't think they're pulling out. They, they're in trouble. Um, that's my first thought. My second thought, I don't know if you guys saw the, the, uh, the news clip from today, but um, Russell Wilson is going to play for the Yankees. Did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. Is, is that just the uh, Texas training? Yeah, they traded his rights. So now the Yankees own the rights to Russell Wilson. I got it. So if should he decide to play Major League Baseball, it would be in the Yankees organization. Yeah. Correct. I got yes. you. That happens a lot. Like I remember John Elway was drafted by the Yankees as well as the Denver Broncos. Yes. What's so, now what's the driving force there? To to do that? Well, yeah, I mean you're like I mean, a starting quarterback in the NFL. You got more money than than God. Because on a because on a slow news day, guess guess what made news? Yeah, I guess that you're right. that right there. The Yankees just made the news. That was a total PR stunt, and they got in. And hey, you're talking about the Yankees. Well, and for a guy like Tim Tebow, he's a good athlete. He couldn't make it in the NFL, so he's trying to make it in baseball now. Correct. Yeah. And, and of course, it worked out well for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. And Russell was good. He was a good baseball player. He yeah, played no, in minor leagues before. Well, to your uh, point on the Cavaliers, uh, I share your concern. Um, the trade deadline comes up tomorrow at 3 p.m. It does not look like the Cavs are going to get something done. Anybody want to make a prediction on trade deadlines? Any more blockbuster deals out there? Um, I, I don't see a blockbuster. The, the The players that will move will be Kemba Walker. Marcus Smart will move. Um and then a bunch of guys we've never heard of to fill rosters. Hmm. That's yes, what I see. I agree. So the, the, the press for DeAndre Jordan, of course, the, the scuttlebutt this week was the Cavs were offering J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, but they were holding back on that number one pick that they have. And I think without giving up that pick, they're not going to make a deal. No, and they, they, they don't need to. The Clippers will say, we'll just hold it and play out the season. Is there somebody in the NCAA right now that's going to be the number one pick that's worth the Cavs' time? Have you guys? Uh, there's a. There's a. I don't know if there's the the number one guy. Like, there's a guy with Oklahoma that's pretty good. He's a freshman, but he's a tiny guy. But they compare him to Seth, um, to uh, Steph Curry. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. They they just want to hold it because they know LeBron's probably going to leave, and they have to have something to fill the seats. Yeah. 
I hate I hate when you say it's with such certainty, but of course, know. knowing your record on locks, I'm happy to welcome Merle <laughs> Brown back to Cleveland. Of course, he will. They'll win the championship this year. Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe but, LeBron doesn't want to make the playoffs. You know, he he could use a break, right? He's been in every finals the last seven like, or eight. Maybe I want to yeah. take the summer off, the spring off, and just relax. I want to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, that's that's a good theory. Where's he gonna go soon? Where's he gonna go? Yeah, who's gonna? He's gonna go to the Lakers or the Sixers. I uh, I have read that if you put positive intentions out in the world, they can come true. So I'm gonna say he's staying with Cleveland. I love that. Yes, I agree. You can't you can't get rid of uh, Wahoo and keep LeBron. I think you, I think I, you, I can one or the other. <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> so, um, well, are you worried they're not even going to make the playoffs? They did lose to Orlando, and they're losing right now. Um, no, they'll make the playoffs. They're in the third spot right now, still ahead, but they're they're limping in, and yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They're just not. Yeah, I could I, I could see them dropping to a four or five spot as well. Oh, big time. I, I actually expect it. I will point out during the loss to Orlando, um, Ty Lu actually had to leave the game in the second quarter because he was sick. So it just shows that without Ty Lu, the Cavs are rudderless <laughs> and directionless. So how many games are we at now for Isaiah? Has he got enough now that there's no excuses? Yeah, we're pretty close to that 20 game thing that I said. It's pretty darn close. He is not anywhere near 28.1 points per game, which is what he averaged last year. He is now closer to, I think, 13 or 14. And JR is. I never realized how. JR, who? Smith? Yeah. Wasn't he hurt? Didn't he have like a. Not that Yeah, he was out for. Yeah. Yeah, they're a hot mess. Yeah. Well, that's the story we're sure to follow. I certainly hope they do win. So my final thoughts, uh, I, I had a, a couple. Um, I'm trying not to be com- a complainer, but I did share uh, that David Tyree made the helmet catch in the Super Bowl 10 years ago uh, this past week, and I just learned this past week that that was actually his last catch in the NFL. He, uh, he got hurt, and then he played about 10 more games with no receptions. So the very last catch was the helmet catch, which I thought was uh, interesting. I hope I hope he's satisfied with how his career went. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's, he's, real that, happy, he's, he's real happy about that. But if that's yeah. your last catch, it's a pretty good one. Uh, that's yeah. right. It's a bittersweet final thought. So let yeah. me give, a, give you one more. I think the comparisons between Tom Brady and Michael Jordan that happened in the week up to the Super Bowl were redonkulous. Oh, 100% agree. And everybody says, you know, well, in basketball, you have six games and football, you only have one shot at it. But here's the thing. Uh, in basketball, in the NBA, one player can impose his will on the game if he has to. And in football, I don't think that's true. I think you got to have too many people working in tandem, that there's never going to be the one guy that can dominate that much, with the exception of Bronco Nagurski. <laughs> He's the only exception. No, That's right. I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady couldn't play defense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's pretty good, though. He is pretty good. And I'm not even a, a Brady fan, but, I mean, I don't know, one minute left and you're going, yeah, you probably do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you guys see Nick Foles in a Cleveland Browns uniform next year? I'm I'm calling it. I'm I'm pretty sure that's who they're going to end up with. 
Okay, I, so okay knowing with. Coach's record on locks, good luck to Nick Foles wherever he goes. <laughs> he will, not, he will not end up with. <laughs> and you know, no. I, I I brought this up last night that um, you know the Nick Foles was the. Um, how did I phrase it? Who was the last uh, backup quarterback to win a Super Bowl? And you guys, I stumped you guys, but it was actually Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Filling in for Drew Bledsoe. Yes, he did. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, that that wraps up Sports Wednesday Thursday edition. Guys, I want to really thank you for doing this again. I know it was my audio feed that went wonky last night and caused the redo. Uh before I ask the maestro for some music to take us into that good night, uh, I just want to remind you all to go to hoopsters.store or sportswednesday.com. Drop your email address in so we can keep you in the loop about our progress developing Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. Yeah, I think we'll actually send out a newsletter this week because we have two subscribers now. They, yes. <laughs> And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. Uh, we're also individually on Twitter at Volume You Love is the maestro. Uh, at Train Spotting 14 is the coach. And at Pete Brown says is me, Pete Brown. So on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown saying good times, everybody. Good times. Sports Wednesday is a product of Blue Monkey Communication and is produced by me, Pete Brown, Brian Hake, and Matt Longley. Some music and sound effects in today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Please see the show notes for full details. I'm Pete Brown saying, good times, everybody. Good times.